What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode 102 of Smack Talk from SmarkOutMoment.com. I am your host, as always, Tony Mango. On the mic with me this evening, we have the man who keeps a kayfabe, Mr. Mike Payton. Yeah, Mike on the mic. Woo! The nerd genius himself, Michael Burhan. Mike on the mic? That just sounds like a gay porno. That's why I just introduced you right afterward. I was hoping you would say something about that. And always the, count on Michael Burhan for a gay <laughs> joke. And the man whose every decision is unanimous, Stephen Wago. Oh, I like that opening. <laughs> you can use it. I hereby give I you will. permission. I will if my show ever makes it on air again. So this is a little bit different than most of our episodes. We're actually recording this on a Wednesday night instead of the normal Friday night. But we still have all of the normal segments coming your way. The wrestling trivia question of the week the weekly current events going on in wrestling with the hot tags, and we actually have two special features coming for you. The monthly mailbag and TNA's Bound for Glory pay-per-view predictions. But first things first, let's backtrack to last week's trivia question. Fill us in, Burhan, who got it right and who got it wrong? Um, okay, <clears throat> basically the, the question I asked everybody um, was literally... Who was Triple H's characters in WCW? Um, and your answers were terrorizing. And Jean-Paul Levesque, which led to his Hunter S. Helmsley character in the WWE. Now, um, I will give you the list of individuals who actually got it right, if I can actually find it. My list was in front of me a second ago. It kind of disappeared. Uh, a uh, special mention, while I find that, comes out to Mr. Dane Quinn on Twitter, who basically gave me that answer and then laughed because he watched the Triple H DVD, or Blu-ray, as he said. Um, so, the ones who got it right were Awesome Piano Man, of course, who also, basically, he literally just said that Jean-Paul Levesque inspired Hunter Hussle, great. Uh, the Habit Man... Uh, he also went into a bit more deeper on it, calling him the American Blue Blood. Uh, William Regal had some priceless facial expressions during those days. Man, I miss WCW Saturday Night shit. I miss WCW. <laughs> so, you know, I, I miss WCW shit too because all of it was shit. Now, um, Jamie O'Halloran says, I remember Jean-Paul, but can't remember the other one, by the way. Thousand subs. Yeah, you know what? I forgot to mention that. We actually surpassed 1,000 subscribers over the past few days. We got the uh, 1,000 mark right after we finished recording the last episode. So, uh, you know, we're at like 1,015 or something like that, I think, right now. But but thank you, everybody. Thank you. Side note, over with. All right, let's go with the ask him again. Uh, and then Thomas Sander says, you can say three names, Terrorizing, that got the name we spelled to Terrorizing. Um, later, he was renamed to John Paul Levesque, a French snob, and a version of his real-life name. And he started as Terrorizing and renamed Terrorizing until he started teaming with Lord Steven Regal as John Paul Levesque. And that was from Watchmen King 67. It's great, guys. Awesome, apart from Jelly O'Halloran, who sucks. 
Um, so yeah, that as always, we I, I tend to try and link it into uh, keeping kayfabe, which I can't do this week because Matt talks on early. Uh, so instead, I'm just gonna make something up. And uh, as always, I try to stop the host first, and then from there, I then lead on to the second part of the question that goes to you guys. So, um, I want to know, as he's made his return to WWE and cemented himself uh, as the one of the new tag team champions, Dustin Ronalds, aka Goldust, had another gimmick that he played a couple of bad ones. One which was a character in TNA and one who was in WCW who liked to watch children through a window. God. Can you name them? <laughs> uh, Black Rain is the TNA one and I couldn't yeah. tell you the WCW one. Was that Blacktop Bully or was that... No, it was the guy he fought. I don't know. See, I thought you would have gone with Seven. But you're not describing that one so I don't know. Yeah, I'm only familiar with um, fucking Black Rain. I haven't got any clue on the other one. Actually, Tanya was right. It was seven. That was seven. He did something with looking at somebody's window. Yeah, I thought, oh, he just, just that's did, part uh... of the gimmick, and then he came out and trashed it. Yeah, I thought he just did the thing where he was like floating to the ring or whatever. No, no, he, he did. They, they had a whole promo thing. I what I will do if Tony permits me to, I post it on the Smartcat Moment page. But it's literally he he had him. Um, with this promo of him looking through this kid's window like he's the boogeyman and stuff, and it was just, it was terrible. Then he trashed it afterwards, so yeah, stupid decision. Um, exactly. Leading on from there, in his time in WCW, uh, as you know, he was un- under um, different gimmicks, but you also had one where he was playing the well basically his father's son, but he was under a name. I want to know his name and I want to know his gimmick. What? There you go, guys. <laughs> you got to go over that again. And I want to know his gimmick. It's similar to his father, Dusty Rhodes. That's all I'm going on. If you can decipher that question, you can... Here's ahead. a clue. He was basically feuding against the Dangerous Alliance with Sting. So I want to know what his gimmick was... And the name of his character. Good luck, everybody. If you can figure out this question, go ahead and send us... I don't even know what the fuck he asked. Right. Go ahead and send us your uh, answers, and we'll tell you who got it right and who got it wrong next week. We're going to roll along here with the hot tags, where we break down the current events going on in wrestling this week, all the rumors and stories that are popping up. And only a couple of things been up this week. And they're not really too big. I mean, there's some things that are big for the people themselves, but not really that big for us. One of them is that Magnus and Mickey James split up. I figured <gasps> probably nobody really cares, but we tend to mention that on here. Oh, so they together. Is single? Is what you're saying? Yep. Mickey James, call me, not Payton. You're going to get a call from Magnus instead. She wants somebody who is musically talented. And hey, really she likes British people, so that I've got a chance. She's going to end up with Rob Terry. Damn it. <laughs> uh, Low-key announced his retirement from wrestling. He's supposed to be just doing voice acting now. Yay! Didn't the... he retire, like, last year? I thought he yeah. retired, like, two or three times already. What is he, what Terry what Funk? Kind of, <laughs> what kind of voice acting is he doing? It's He, he just sounds like a freaking 
dude who's got braces on. So no, he's, like, he's got that really deep voice. He could be good for those in a world where this and that only happens. He could be like. Didn't he voice? Some, uh, so, sorry. He could be like some background character in like a Disney film or something. Like you know how like they would cast like Whoopi Goldberg as one of the hyenas in Lion King. I could see uh, the former Caval being like I don't know Elephant Number Five or some crap. You know, law. He could be a, could be a rapper know, uh, again. A rapper? He's a rapper. Don't you remember his fucking awful rap on NXT? No, not at all. It's been that Was it like as bad as the Eli Cottonwood's mustache thing? He even or... he even dropped a line about total nonstop action in his rap. <laughs> but uh... I think he did. I think he did the voice uh, for Suicide in the TNA wrestling game. No wonder it was so crap. We're mm-hmm. manic, as they're calling. Well, we'll get into that garbage later on when we start talking about. The, uh, <laughs> no more TNA than necessary, please. Right? <laughs> yes. I, I don't need to take a cyanide pill today. Uh, big news for Ric Flair. Apparently, he just got out of a stint at rehab, where he was telling people that he didn't go to rehab because he's got to be, you know, lying to the cool kids. No, I didn't go, man. No, I'm fine. <laughs> Jim Ross wasn't fired. Yeah, Jim Ross gets fired over this. Ric Flair gets sent to rehab. But that's a good thing, though. Hopefully, this is the thing that turns him around. But I doubt it. He's Ric Flair. Come on. He'll probably find his, like, millionth wife. I don't know. I, I don't see much coming out of this. I think that's just something that they did because they want to show off like the that they still pay for everybody for rehab and all that. Kind of like a liability thing. Well, we gave him rehab, and the next time that Flair fucks up, well, we tried. He's probably going to end up like jumping out of his car and beating some dude in traffic again. I'm okay with that. What do you think about this, Peyton? Anything going to happen out of it, or too late? No, I'm pretty sure the only reason they excelled Ric Flair at the rehab is because they probably couldn't stand him there because he's such a kooky, wacky old man. He was probably like slapping all the, the nurses' asses and all that. <laughs> like, whatever, he's done. Get him out of here. See ya. Do you think he was like going there showing his balls in his nature world robe? Is that a reference to the plane ride from hell? Yes. <laughs> Woo! I'm barely naked, baby. Woo! Uh, last one I wanted to talk about this week, Bray Wyatt was injured and he might be out for an entire month. This is going to stall the plans for the Bray Wyatt and Miz feud that they were kind of building up to, which had at least more build than the Kofi Kingston match, which is kind of a shame, but still there's not too much to it. Um, so now it looks like he's just going to be sitting on his chair at the top of the stage and waiting until Survivor Series comes along. What do you think about this, Peyton? Well, I think this is an excellent opportunity to introduce his new gimmick of never wrestling again and just sitting around in his wheelchair. <laughs> Please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is excellent timing considering we were just talking about this on this past Monday's Monday Night Raw post show. <laughs> or was it on last week's Smack Talk? It was one of those two. But we were talking about how Bray Wyatt should not be wrestling anymore. He's, he's not doing any favors for anybody when he's in there. He's a waste of time. But... He's an excellent character, he has a cool theme song, and he's an excellent speaker. So, why not use him as a manager? And if you really want to uh, give him a, a different edge, put him in a wheelchair. You know, give him like that Dr. X type of vibe. I think that could be neat. <laughs> Professor X? Or, yeah. <laughs> he's he's going to be with Professor Come X. Come with me, my X-Men. 
I want to see a crossover now where somebody takes like the uh, the trailer to the first two X Men movies where Professor X is given that voiceover of like mutant kind is whatever whatever. <laughs> and just have, have Bray Wyatt be like mutant kind man. <laughs> oh Maybe god. Lying to you, Spider Man. <laughs> Follow the buzzards, Wolverine. <laughs> hey Burhan, he could do the um fucking wheelchair um comedy skit from Little Britain. Oh my god. <laughs> Peyton and I have no idea what the hell you are talking about right now, probably. I think it's Neighbors. <laughs> oh, fuck off, Neighbors. What do you think about the Bray Wyatt situation, Steven? Um, I actually like Bray Wyatt. I'm one of the few that do. Don't get me wrong, I'm not a fan of his in-ring work, but he has average TV matches. Oh, any worse than say... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I think he just, it's a guy that you just need to protect and you can get uh, more out of him, but he can be a solid mid-card, upper mid-card guy, but yeah, I think he's pretty pretty much uh, put the knife in whatever push he had. For him? I'd like to push him off a cliff. Oh, why? Yeah. In the wheelchair? Yes. Do you really want to win the Fantasy League that much that you'll sabotage my team? <laughs> no, it's just the fact that he sucks so badly. I don't know what happened. It's like they they did something. It's like M. Night Shyamalan or whatever the fuck his name is ended up directing his matches or something. Because I, I, I don't know how hell he got that bad. Just It has to be. It's got to be the same as Will Smith and After Earth. Just, I don't, I don't know. Well, how don't was know. his work in NXT? It was actually like pretty good quality. You know, he, his character was amazing. He did some like pretty good matches with some guys. He stood toe-to-toe with like... Uh, the, the NXT champion as well. I just don't understand where it all went wrong. It just kind of killed it. I don't know. I don't know at all. Uh, apart from, you know, him in the wheelchair, okay, I feel bad for him, but I think he needs to stay there. Bray Wyatt, if you come back and start wrestling again, I'll cripple you myself. Yeah, can we, can we just pull the bullet, pull the trigger and get the, get the bullet into our heads with this whole TNA thing? <laughs> Please. All right. We're midway through this episode, so it's time for the rest hold portion of the program where we scramble a bunch of the shorter segments together. First up is the Bleacher Report card. For those that are interested in reading what I've written this week for Bleacher Report, there is one article predicting which wrestlers are going to make the biggest impact at Hell in a Cell. So if you want to check that out, you can find the link on smartoutmoment.com itself or on the Facebook or Twitter accounts, amongst other places. The YouTube comment of the week goes to the Habit Man for the second week in a row with his comment, This Punk Heyman feud is staler than Mae Young's tubes. <laughs> it should have been over after the Summerfest match with Lesnar, but it's just ridiculous now. Why in the hell is not only Ryback involved, but in the way that he's been involved? What is it with this whole homosexual dynamic between Heyman and Ryback? He goes from bullying segments to almost kissing another man. It's ridiculous. They really seem hell-bent on just completely foobarring Ryback. Poor big guy. Poor big guy indeed. Keep sending those comments, everyone, and we will smark your words. If you're interested in writing for Smark Out Moment, shoot me an email from the contact page of smarkoutmoment.com, and I'll fill you in on some more information that you'll need. Make sure you subscribe to Smart Out Moment on iTunes if you're not listening to it already. Or, if you're listening to it on iTunes, make sure you go to youtube.com slash smartoutmoment 
and subscribe there as well. Break time is over with, so let's dig into those questions you sent in for the monthly mailbag. We have four of them this time coming around. First up, we've got from Awesome Piano Man. Since Survivor Series is coming up, how would you book the following elimination match, including who was on what team, what are the stipulations, and who would win? And this includes Bob Corhali, Sapphire, Lillian Garcia, Doc, God, I hate that name, The Spirit of Eddie Guerrero, and Nancy Benoit, all running jokes that have been going on for Smack Talk for far longer than they really should have been. And we probably should throw in um, Braddock's, because that's probably going to catch on. And I don't know, maybe yeah, that... some kind of interference from uh, Wyatt's I... wheelchair. Okay, can I take this one first? Go ahead. All right. Well, Bob Corhali will go into this as a handicap match, just him versus everybody, because he wants to prove he's the best of all time. And he continues beating them all one by one by one by one. And finally, he thinks he's won. But then we get a surprise entrant. The Eliminator! <laughs> who comes down and wins the match. Soul Survivor. The Eliminator. Who then dies. And then no one dies. <laughs> oh, God. Why is it whenever I hear the eliminator dying, I laugh uncontrollably? We're horrible people. I say go uh, a different route from Survivor Series match. Make it a battle royal. And um, by default, the spirit of Eddie Guerrero wins because he already has experience winning the 2006 Royal Rumble. Nothing? Okay. Tumbleweeds, Tony. <laughs> Tumbleweeds. What do you say, Burhan? I like Payton's idea. I think the eliminator wins them all. Um, Bob Holly comes in, beats the living shit out of everyone, takes it too far with Lily Garcia, and gets disqualified. So Lillian wins. Wake up. her a bone. Um, I suppose you have Bob Cole beat the piss out of Sapphire. Oh, I'd have the team of Chavo, Bob Cole, and Doc, and then Lillian Sapphire and Nancy Benoit. And I'd have Bob Cole beat the piss out of Sapphire, Matt Capitella style. Until the point she's just bleeding and a nasty mess, and then he gets schoolboyed because I fucking hate Bob Corn. He gets eliminated first. Chubbo's <laughs> um, DQ'd after he's the active man in the ring, and Charlie Haas does a run in and rams Lillian Garcia off the apron. <laughs> <laughs> and it's finished as Lillian, Sapphire, and Nancy Ben Morrill triple powerbomb duck shield styler and get a total elimination and will win. Did you book uh, Battleground? You're overbooking this a little bit. <laughs> 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 All right, we have uh, three questions from Andre Rosa. First up, do you believe in aliens? If so, would you ever want to see one in your lifetime? And I totally do believe in aliens. I'm one of the people that thinks that if we don't know what life is on our planet itself it's ridiculous that there's people that are like well there can't possibly be life anywhere out there in the entire universe then you're like well you know what about the Loch Ness Monster like I don't know maybe (laughs) like that kind of shit's ridiculous to me uh but no I would never want to see one I don't think so because I don't think anybody would believe me and I'd have to deal with that the whole rest of my life where it'd be like no I swear to god I saw it and they'd be like sure all right fucking lunatic what do you guys think? Peyton, believe in aliens? Ever want to see one? Uh, well, I'm pretty sure we have an alien as our NXT champion right now. <laughs> um, I, I reside <laughs> about 20 minutes from Pine Bush, New York, and you can look that one up on the internet. It's considered one of the highest UFO capitals in the country. I mean, one of the places with the highest 
activity for UFO abductions. So there's a very good chance I could run into a UFO at some point. It hasn't happened to me yet, at least not that I remember. Um, What I want to, I don't know. It's one of those things I guess I would just have to accept when it happens. I don't believe that an alien experience would be, hey, I'm going to be brought up there and they're going to shove something up my butt and then send me back. I think it would be, I think it would be more than that. I, I, I think there would be, uh, I think it would be more like, what's that movie? Contact. Um, my, my favorite Martian or whatever it is. Like where were the alien a, lands? Isn't that a YouTube band? Could be. I don't know. Or how about just ET? It'll be more like ET. Where like the alien is like hiding in my closet and I have to take <laughs> care of it. <laughs> That just sounds really nasty. Well, because your brain goes dirty all the time for True. anyone else. It won't, it won't go there. They, they, yeah, know, but... they know E.T. And it has Drew Barrymore in it when she wasn't a slut. <laughs> <laughs> better yet, it has Reese's Pieces in the movie. Ooh. Much better than Drew Barrymore. <laughs> when she wasn't a slut. Burhan, what's your stance on aliens? Um, I believe if there is life out there, George Bush is going to try and invade it. Saying it's got weapons of mass destruction. Would you ever want to see one? I'll see one all the time. Illegal aliens. (laughs) Our jobs. All right, Zeb Coulter. (laughs) Sneaking across our borders. We the people. What about you, Stephen? I definitely think there's um, alien life out there. I don't know how intelligent it is. It's um, presumptuous of us to believe that there isn't. I mean... We have no idea how far the fucking space and all that goes to. And shit, we've got animals under the like so far in the water that we don't even know what the fuck they are. So there's bound to be something out there. I don't know what exactly. As far as seeing one myself, um, just in case it's very malicious and wants to kick the shit out of me, no, I don't. I'm content not knowing and living in ignorance. <laughs> Steven and his UFC aliens. He's going to pull Will Smith. (laughs) Question two. Say scientists found a sister Earth like it in nearly every way. They plan to take half the population of the world and send it to the new planet. Would you want to stay here on Earth or go to live on the new planet? But note, if you go to live on the new planet, you can never return to Earth or have any contact with anyone that chooses to stay fuck that, I'm staying here. That's exactly why I didn't sign up for that Mars program that they've got going on now, where supposedly they're looking for people that they will send to Mars for like a reality show, and you will never be able to come back. <laughs> the hell with that. No chance whatsoever. Payton? Uh, well, when they say Sister Earth, what are they saying? Is there already going to be like a Los Angeles there that's already pre-built and already all the pollution and destruction to the ozone layer and all that junk? Or is this a nice, fresh, non-tainted Earth? Because if that's the case, I would definitely go to the new Earth. You know, what am I missing? A few people? Screw people. (laughs) Fuck you too. Same assholes will be over on that planet anyway if we're bringing some people from Earth, so whatever. Might as well go to the place that doesn't smell like cat piss. What if it smells more like cat piss? What if that's like the one difference? (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, that being on like cat piss earth too. <laughs> Smell like more cat piss, and then no, some... I would probably stay then. Cat piss level is pretty important. <laughs> Don't go in my basement then. So it all depends on the, <laughs> on the cat piss toxicity level. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if it's off the charts, I can't go. <laughs> well, in an atmosphere like that, the hell with it. Uh, Burhan, would you go or would you stay? Would you stay or would you go now? 
Um, well, truthfully, I probably would stay. Uh, I don't want to go to territory where it turns out that all the arseholes are left behind here turn out to be even bigger arseholes over there. So, you know. Uh, because I, they're I privileged? Say, they're like, we're on the yeah, new it's, earth? It's like the... the it, it's kind of like the devil you know sort of thing. So I'd rather like be with the people that I know than actually go to... Could, could it be like... Uh, you guys could all end up being English and I was the American over in that earth. That'd be weird. <laughs> what about you, Stephen? Um, it also depends, uh, like, is there anything built over on this new earth or does it start from scratch? Because if it starts from scratch, I hate hard work, so hell if I'm going. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I don't like fucking flying from England to America, so getting me in a spaceship, you can f- fuck yourself. <laughs> like the planet's dying I don't fucking care yeah I'm staying here I've got a cushy life I'm happy with it <laughs> alright last question we have here from Andre Rosa as well if you could see any two actors in a movie together that have never worked with each other who would they be and what would the movie be about I'm actually going to one up this a bit I think you need to make a movie that's comedy of course for these people about some kind of like an insane asylum or a psychological correctional facility, whatever, and give it one of those all-star casts where you can have kind of like those movies, uh, Valentine's Day and New Year's Eve, where you just get a ton of big names and have a very basic plot to kind of revolve around. You throw in everybody who is one of those big names that built entire comedy movies around themselves, like Jim Carrey, Robin Williams, Will Ferrell, uh, it's a shame that Rodney Dangerfield can't be in it, but he would be great for that. You know, Adam Sandler, Zach Galifianakis, Steve Carell, Ben Stiller, any of those kind of people. And you just make a big cast of the superstars of comedy, kind of. And let it write itself. That's what I would do. Payton? I would want to see a romantic comedy starring Michael Burhan. And Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Burhan, any thoughts on that movie? Or... I want to see that movie. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm not wearing a dress, though. I'm just, I'm just telling you right no, now. No, no, Ryan Gosling can do that. Yeah, that, that, that's excellent. Um, for me, I would love to see a movie with Sylvester Stallone and a chicken head. <laughs> okay so it'll be like do... weekend at bernie's you'll make it talk <laughs> it'll be his boss we go in a wrestling slash breaking bad crossover brian cranston and mickey rock <laughs> <laughs> all righty yeah, brian cranston should play stone cold in a movie <laughs> <laughs> he should <laughs> All right, guys, uh, that does us in for the monthly mailbag. If you have any questions that you want to ask us for the next edition, go ahead and send us your emails via the contact form on smartoutmoment.com or send a tweet at smartoutmoment. And coming around next month, whenever we do our predictions for the next pay-per-view, not the uh, Hell in a Cell with one for November, that's when we'll cover the next monthly mailbag. So you have a little bit of time to sort out all your questions, send them in, and we'll make sure that we'll answer them. 
All right, it's time for us to, unfortunately, talk about some TNA stuff with Bound for Glory's pay-per-view predictions. And let me preface this the same way I preface everything when it comes to TNA. We're not the biggest fans of TNA. We don't really watch Impact and whatever, but people still want to know our opinions on it. So we figure, why not? It sucks. (laughs) Can I go now? (laughs) In general, we're not looking forward to this pay-per-view, but... I always try to give them a chance. You can always check out the pay-per-view coverage on smartoutmoment.com. Chat along on the uh, chat on the sidebar of the page. And give us your opinions, too. Because if you guys really like it, then, you know, we still want to hear your opinion about it. Anyway. Please don't. (laughs) So we have a couple matches that we got to talk about. And let's start off with their attempt at doing their own pre-show. Their countdown to Bound for Glory. We've got Chavo Guerrero and Hernandez versus Bad Influence versus Joseph Park and Eric Young. God, I hate that tag team. Versus the Bromans. And Who's that? That's um, Jesse Goddard and Robbie E. I know who Robbie is. I don't know who the other guy is, but fuck him. Goddard is the one who was on Big Brother, and he was teaming with Victoria for a little bit. Until I she have left. no fucking clue. You like wrestling way too much. <laughs> <laughs> He's so, some guy who's not talented, can't wrestle, and they put him in a tag team. Someone who is kind of got a good gimmick, kind of can wrestle, but it's mostly jobber fodder. But this is for the number one contendership of the tag team titles. They go on to face James Storm and Gunner. And... I'm assuming what they're going to do here is they need a heel team to face Storm and Gunner. I mean, TNA has done face-on-face and heel-on-heel before and whatever. They're not as strict about that as WWE is, but I would assume that they, they're they probably going to go with a heel team, and it's not, it shouldn't, at the very least, be bromance. And I think Hernandez and the Spirit of Eddie Guerrero are heels right now. I'm not sure, but i got to go with Bad Influence. They're just... The two of them deserve to be on the card much more than everybody else. So hopefully they will win. And I actually think that this might be a pretty good match. It depends on how much we see of Joseph Park and Eric Young in it. But I don't really know. Uh, Let me start with Wego. What do you think about this? As far as the match goes, I definitely agree with you. It's probably going to be bad influence winning. I know that they're in that um, stable. It's called Ego, right? Yeah. Um, That's when I get... Oh, I think we lost Wigo. Uh, did I cut out for a second there? Yeah, we did. Okay. Um, as far as Ego goes, I know they get a bit of spotlight on them, and I know Bobby Roode's wrestling later, so I'm going to assume the Bad Influence is uh, going to win this match. Brian? Bad Influence. Um, and then the feed cuts off, so I never have to watch it again. <laughs> Payton? I predict this will have the lowest numbers of any pre-show for a wrestling pay-per-view of all time. We probably do more on the Raw post-show. <laughs> I don't think that's more of a prediction. I think it's just kind of a guarantee. A guarantee. So, moving along with that, the TNA Tag Team Championship, James Storm and Gunner defend against whoever wins that match, and we're kind of thinking bad influence here. I'm assuming James Storm and Gunner probably retain the titles still. No. You don't think so? No. Nope. I think nope. Hulk Hogan's going to make his return to TNA and single-handedly win the Tag Team Championships with Garrett Bischoff. 
Has Garrett Bischoff even been wrestling? I haven't heard much about him. No. <laughs> I think he's going to win him with Eric Bischoff. <gasps> yes. Man, we should be writing for TNA. No. Because then we would be getting paid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be on food stamps. <laughs> Pretty hilarious <laughs> of this guy. We'd have to quit and work Japan. Well, didn't one of the fucking knockouts actually work in Starbucks whilst working for TNA? Really? Still does. I think all of them do. Hooters. <laughs> they all work in Hooters. Well, Brooke does. I know that. Or at least she used to. But Still does. Hmm. That TNA money. That's a shame. I still wouldn't mind the Aztastic, though. <laughs> Who do you think is going to win that, uh, Wego? Do you think it's going to be James Storm and Gunner retaining or some new tag team champions? Bad influence, take it. Hmm. Um, yeah, I just think uh, I think the whole last uh, stable's going to go out and win on this pay-per-view, so. Ah. Yeah. Well, then let's skip ahead to uh, Kurt Angle versus Bobby Roode. And I don't know what the storyline going into this is, but I know Kurt Angle just came back from his stint at rehab. And they also... They had this match two years ago at Bound for Glory, so it's a rematch, I guess. Hmm. Now, you think yes. that, that Bobby Roode's going to end up winning that too? Uh, well, didn't Kurt Angle beat him? Last time, I don't remember. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. I think Bobby Roode's going to take it anyway. It's... For some reason, I'm thinking Kurt Angle's going to win. and Maybe it's just because he's coming back and they want to kind of give him a little bit of steam and momentum coming back from rehab. Maybe they're going to set him up for something with Tito Ortiz or... Yeah, Kurt did beat him um, in 2011, so I'm going to give it to uh, Bobby Roode, getting his win back. Good point. Burhan? Um, I'm going to say Kurt Angle, because, you know, he came back from WWE-sponsored rehab, so that means he has a push. Because, you know, he was in the WWE prior in rehab. <laughs> and um, I think it's going to be a drink binge match. See who could drink the most. And Aiden? then he'll relapse and go back to rehab. What do you think, Payton? Um, well, I'm going to make a return of a old favorite when we're talking about TNA. And I'm going to determine my winner by the only way you can determine a winner in TNA wrestling. Heads, Kurt Angle, Tails, Dobby Boob. <laughs> Dobby Boob. Abu Dobby. Tails. Dobby Boob. I, I bet you any money in the WWE they're going to name him that. If he ever goes to WWE they just name Dobby Boob. TNA will probably just listen to this and be like that's good character change. Alright, let's go for it. Uh, Knockouts Championship. ODB versus Gail Kim versus Brooke. And I kind of don't see any way that ODB is leaving with the title here. It's going to go to Gail Kim or Brooke. I would assume probably Brooke. Yeah. You're going with yeah. Brooke too? Yeah, I mean, she's been having um, her status raised, I guess, since being with Bully Ray, so yeah, go with Brooke. And she just looks fantastic. She bought those chaps from me. You going with Brooke too, Burhan? No, I think it's the Asian hooker. Oh, do you listen to Steel Panther too? Yeah, always. 
Uh, the Asian hooker will take the title from the uh, Hooters girl by pinning the Hooters girl. And then the big muscle-bound guy competing in the women's division is going to cry and then start competing with the men again. What do the uh, heads and tails say about this? Let's see. Uh, it says, lots of perverts will press pause in their DVRs and touch themselves. <laughs> Damn, that's like a Saturday night for me. During ODB's entrance. <laughs> oh yeah, I love a manly. We have an Ultimate X match for the X Division Championship. Manic, who... I don't know why they decided to change Suicide's character name. Maybe they got some heat for it being Suicide or something. Well, versus Tony, he comes alive. Versus Austin Aries, versus Jeff Hardy, versus Chris Sabin, versus Samoa Joe. A lot of multi What the shit? Matches. I don't have coins with this many sides on them. <laughs> what is wrong with them? You're going to need Wait, to get uh, one of those. Have uh, you got more than one coin? Multiple-sided guys. Did you just say Samoa Bo? You're telling me that Bo Dallas is in this match? What? 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 Crickets. <laughs> hey, I would rather watch NXT any day. <laughs> so, Ultimate X, usually pretty cool. I don't know necessarily if everybody in this match is going to be fantastic. I mean, Jeff Hardy should try to do something kind of nuts. Samoa Joe is really not an X, uh, X Division person. I don't know why they continue to throw him into there. That's really awkward to me. Uh, Manic, I'm not the biggest fan of whatever. I do like Austin Aries quite a bit. And I think Saban's one of those perfect guys that is great for this division. Never should have been a world champion. But, you know, we could talk about that for the longest time in the world. And Manic has to drop it to somebody. I'm thinking either Austin Aries or Jeff Hardy. Not too sure which one. Maybe if I had to pick, I'd go with Austin Aries. Steven? If I had to pick one, the obvious one would seem Jeff Hardy. They always like to give him a win. Um, I'm just going to go with the oddball. <laughs> Sorry, I knew, that just, I, I knew that just cut out. I can actually see when it's cutting out on my feed. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think Manic's going to win it. Um, I think they, they've been kind of... Uh, Hulk Hogan and Dixie Carter's pet project type thing, so I think they're going to give him a big win and push him. Plus, he's a cheap contract. The people running your Skype must have been the ones running things at Battleground. Jesus. Yeah, I can actually see when it's cutting out. Like, the numbers pause, and then it come, they start going coming back like five seconds later. So. <laughs> Burhan? Isn't Samarajo too fat to be competing in the X Division? Maybe he counts as, like, two wrestlers for the X Division. But they must have to like reinforce that fucking ultimate X structure because if he tries climbing, he's probably gonna split it, isn't he? That's why it's got an odd number of wrestlers because he counts as two. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah, I give it to um. ODB. You don't think that ODB wouldn't be able to wrestle in a next division match? It's probably the right weight class. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It's bigger than half those guys. <laughs> that's a beard as well alright heads or tails or d- depending on how many sides of the die you can roll uh, let's see uh, it says Samoa Joe will knock everybody down in an attempt to climb the structure however it will buckle under his weight and collapse over all the wrestlers and the first five rows in the audience becoming known as the greatest tragedy in wrestling history <laughs> and officially sealing the deal TNA's death from all the lawsuits 
<laughs> oh, I hope that one comes true. <laughs> <laughs> At least that part. We missed sounds, out on episode 85. Sounds pretty accurate. Yeah. All right, two main events that we have. Magnus versus Sting. And this is a weird storyline where Sting, instead of teaming up with Magnus and other members of the main event mafia to face off against aces and eights, which you would think would be something that this pay-per-view would be built around because, you know, that is the main stable of the company, the main purpose of the company right now. We have Sting facing off against his teammate, and he has essentially said, you don't think that you're good enough. I think that you're good enough, so you're going to beat me at this pay-per-view, and that'll teach you that you should win other matches too. Uh, what? Yeah, this is basically built around the idea that Magnus should beat Sting, and then the fans will care about him more, and he'll understand what it's like to be a top guy, and then he'll be one of the main guys in TNA, because beating Sting will put him on the map. The problem with that is you can't really... The problem with that is you can't really announce that ahead of time. You have to do what WWE did with, you know, I'm going to wrestle John Cena and I'm going to beat you for the title and that'll prove that me, Daniel Bryan, I deserve to be on the top. You can't have people flat out say, like, we want you to be a top guy in our company, so for the fans' sake, if you beat Sting, then you'll look good. (laughs) That's fucking awful. I don't understand why they decided to do this. What forgot Bischoff? Oh, God, it's just this is exactly the type of thing that I think is stupid with TNA. Because if you wanted to have these two people wrestle each other, and you wanted Sting to put over Magnus, don't mention it ahead of time. I don't you know. know. What? I, I just want to say that um, I disagree with Sting. I think Magnus isn't good enough to beat Mickey James, and um, I really, really wish this match was a loser gets fired, then after Samoa Joe crushing everyone and killing everybody, we probably wouldn't have to tolerate it. And it's there. A match that makes no sense. Has no point to it. Lego? Ah, TNA's making me miss Russo. What do you think, Lego? Oh, you were talking to me, so I couldn't hear you. Um, eh, I don't really care about this match whatsoever. I'm just gonna say Sting, because... They've announced it early and hoping it's going to go in a different direction than they're being. I don't know. It just seems like a really dumb storyline. It seems more complex than Burhan's question. Thank you. <laughs> Payton, Magnus or Sting? Uh, head, stank, tails, humongous. Stank. And we're at the <laughs> heavyweight championship. Bully Ray defends against AJ Styles. And uh, we've talked about this before. This whole AJ Styles thing going on with the the lone wolf and Dixie Carter turning heel and whatever. Some people are really into it and, you know, your mileage may vary. I think it's poorly done. Kind of the same thing I think about pretty much everything that goes on with TNA. I completely understand why they have AJ Styles doing this, though, and I think it's a good idea that AJ is the one facing Bully Ray, but they never should have had Bully Ray drop the title in the first place to Chris Sabin. They never should have had uh, anything really leading up to this except for Bully Ray being the head of the stable and AJ Styles fighting for 
well, he's not even really fighting for TNA now anymore. But AJ Styles wins the title here. That's what I'm going back uh, with. So, Burhan, who's winning? Bully Ray or AJ? Nobody. Because the crowd's not going to win. You know what? I'll pick a winner. Let me pick a winner. AJ Styles. Because I think everyone's had enough of Bully Ray and Aces Knights. Are they stable still? Judging by the card, I doubt it. If they are, w, uh, not WWE, TNA doesn't give a shit about actually putting the rest of the people on the card. They're unstable. Could the main event be like... They're unstable. <laughs> Could it be like Brooke Test Marker versus AJ Styles? That would work for me. Maybe it'll be Brooke against... What the hell was the name of that woman that was supposed to be like knocked up by AJ? Claire Lynch or something? Oh, God, no. <laughs> God, why put that image in my head? That's worse than Nancy Benoit. <laughs> Who do you think is winning, Steven? I'm going to go with AJ Styles. I mean, I think it'd be a really dumb move to keep the belt on Bully at this point. I know he had a loss against Chris Saban, but it was for a really short period of time, so it's about time he's out of the main event picture. It's about time he's out of the title picture. And I think, I mean, I like part of me was thinking maybe Dixie's going to screw AJ, but that seems like it'd be too obvious. Though, I wouldn't put that past TNA. So, I'm saying AJ, I'm hoping AJ, and stay out of the fucking main event, Dixie. Please. I'll pay you. Heads, AJ, Samson, Tails, Hank Aaron. (laughs) The Eliminator. That about wraps up everything with Bound for Glory. As you guys can tell, we are not very interested in Bound for Glory. (laughs) No. (laughs) It is not something that we are looking at as, you know, this grand finale of the year, biggest pay-per-view of the year kind of a thing that TNA likes to advertise it as. You know, it's no WrestleMania. I mean, we were more excited going into Battleground thinking it was going to be awful than we were going into this Bound for Glory. But who knows? I'm still going to give it a shot. I hope that I don't end up pulling my hair out watching the pay-per-view. And if you guys want to follow along with all the live coverage, make sure you go to smartoutmoment.com itself and check that out. Chat alongside. Keep me company while I'm watching that because God knows I'll need it. And he needs meds. So send your meds to smartoutmoment.com and Tony will give the address. (laughs) That'll knock out pay-per-view coverage. So the only thing left to do is talk about some plugs. First plug, as always, is the Sign Me Up initiative. Bring a Smart Out Moment sign to any kind of event, whether it's Bound for Glory or WWE or ROH or anything of the sort. Send a picture or video of it to me, and I will put it up on the website and on the next episode of Smack Talk. Remember to send in those monthly mailbag questions over the course of the next few weeks, everybody. Leave your comments, subscribe to everything on iTunes and Stitcher and uh, YouTube itself. And I'm going to send this over to Wego. Um, well, I'm going to be on Keeping Kayfabe tomorrow at 9 o'clock, where we'll be going head-to-head with TNA. The only other show I've got this week is Otaku Nation, where I'm going to be talking Attack on Titan. It's probably been the best anime that I've watched in a goddamn long time, and I've sat through a lot of abysmal ones, so I'm not one to 
rating anime and just for the sake of <laughs> saying it. Um, I don't think I've got anything else going. I'm going to be starting a new job. Unanimous Decision MMA, which I normally host, is up in the air right now. You can follow out UDMMA and get any news on what's happening with Unanimous Decision. All right, Burhan. Um, yeah, www.nerdgenius.com, www.fanboysanonymous.com. I am going to be posting an article before the end of the week uh, about the IP Expo. I covered it as part of uh, the Fanboys Anonymous in a series of vlogs. Um, and it's great. We, you know, we we're going to be, it looks in depth about social networking, um, IT infrastructures and stuff. And it's really, really awesome. Uh, I learned a hell of a lot of new things, pissed Microsoft off, which is a great thing. And um, I'm hoping to actually be covering a few more events and stuff on behalf of Fanboys Anonymous as well. Uh, this Job for Hire episode three, we're going to basically um, start filming that and editing that soon. And uh, Enigma Entertainment, new production facility that I've put together as well. That's going to be debuting soon as well, guys. There's loads of stuff going on in the life of Michael Burhan. If you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at Michael Burhan or um, follow me on Facebook, basically, uh, by either joining my personal page, facebook.com forward slash Michael Burhan, nerdgenius, facebook.com forward slash nerdgenius, G-E-N-I-O-U-S, or um, you can basically follow me on the the Fanboys Anonymous Daceman show. I've got a bajillion pages. And check out I Got Gameplay this Saturday, 8 p.m. Payton? Oh, keep listening to everything at Mega Powers Radio over at megapowersradio.com. There's cool stuff going on every night, specifically keeping K-Fame, which I have going every Thursday at 9 p.m. at Dead with TNA Impact, blah, 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 blah. This week we're doing Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. This Thursday, 9 p.m. on Mega Powers Radio at megapowersradio.com. Aren't you going to be hosting an episode of I Got Gameplay this Saturday as well, Payton? I'm taking over. He is. All right, guys, if you're interested in everything else under a mango tree, other than fanboysanonymous.com, which we already mentioned for everything geek, you can go to outonlimbs.com for my viewpoints on everyday life kind of stuff. You can follow a mango tree, Tony Mango, and all the other websites on Facebook and Twitter. Just do a search for the name. You'll find everything that you need to find at amangotree.com and everything else like that. Thank you to everybody who participated on the show and everybody who has listened to this episode. Coming up next week, we will review Bound for Glory, so hopefully it's not as bad as we're kind of expecting it to be. You never know. If it is, we'll just run it down. Doesn't matter. And we'll also be predicting Hell in a Cell. So we got two pay-per-views coming up next week on episode 103. Stay tuned for that. Make sure you check it all out. But for now, this has been another Smart Out moment, and we're being counted out. Adios, everybody. It's the outro, and I'm getting serious. It's the outro gonna make you wait. It's the outro, though the show won't end yet. This the outro, it's more bait than TNA. It's the outro, and it's going down the toilet. It's the outro being booked by Russo. 
It's the outro and it's gonna end now. One more thing I want to say. Goodbye. <laughs> this is fucking awful. I know. <laughs> I'm tired. 